I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong. I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the mirror while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Cause you and I outweigh. Happy Saturday, Outweigh. I am Amy Brown. I'm Leanne Ellington. And we are on part three of a mini series called Two Things Can Be True at the Same Time. And today we are focusing on how you can be on the journey to self-love and self-worth and still have really crappy thoughts about yourself show up. Technical term, crappy thoughts. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's not like a, oh, I am healed and my brain never goes down that road again. And I'm thinking as it's July 1st, when this episode's coming out, if you're listening on time, if not, maybe you're listening on the 2nd, 3rd, July 4th is this coming week. And I feel like that's always a time for me. I don't know why, because I think in the past, that's something I always was like, oh, yeah, barbecue. What am I going to eat? What am I going to do? What am I going to wear? Yeah. <gasps> what am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I going to have to be in a swimsuit totally. or whatever? Everything other than being present. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe even just solely missing out yeah, on that, not, not going. even going. Yep. Staying home because totally. that's safer. Yep. Than all the thoughts that were in my head. And so if you're listening to Outweigh, I feel as though you're on the journey because you're curious. So either you're already in some sort of recovery or maybe you're in the throes of some very disordered behaviors, but you're putting some tools in your toolbox. And this is one of those things, one of, of many that you have access to. But just know that it's always a journey. Yeah. And like, I still even, I need to get the exact math. I know that it was 2020. So we'll just say three years, three months, yeah. probably 
three years, three months. Yes. After I really committed to the work to be like, I'm done with this. I, I'm exhausted. I don't want to have these disordered behaviors or thoughts anymore. But guess what? The behaviors have disappeared, but the thoughts still creep back up, which if I were to entertain the thoughts more and more and more, then the behaviors would come back Absolutely. because the thoughts yeah. become the behaviors. Yeah. And we're not our thoughts, you know? So I think, you know, first of all, coming back to the two things can be true at the same time. You can be on this amazing journey and still present day, like we're both raising our hands, have these crappy thoughts show up because it's not this one and done thing because you're a human 24 hours a day, right? So I think setting ourselves up for the expectation that like healing and constantly having just human thoughts, they can coexist, but it's about having the tools to be aware when they're happening, not take you down rabbit holes, um, not send you down these downward spirals. Because the other thing that's really important to mention is we say we are not our thoughts, but like we feel a certain way and it's our thoughts that are creating the feelings, right? We have a circumstance. So for example, with my clients, you know, if they come to me and they're like, oh, like I feel so badly about my body or I've gained weight or I'm the heaviest I've been, that's the circumstance. But their thoughts about their circumstance is what's creating the emotion that they're feeling, whether it's shame, comparison, regret, disappointment, embarrassment, versus the same circumstance, same body, just having acceptance. And one of my favorite acceptance thoughts and beliefs is like, hey, I don't have to like this, but the sooner I can accept it, the sooner I can actually go do something about it. And just finding, we don't have to go to roses and butterflies, right? Oh my gosh, I love my body. No, that's not real. Your self-image isn't gonna believe that if you're going from, I hate my body to I love my body, right? But the the acceptance of just like, hey, I don't have to like it, but this is what I weigh right now, or this is what I look like, or this is the shape and size of my body right now. And the sooner I can accept that this is what's happening, the sooner I can move through it. Because as Byron Katie sh says, she says, when we argue with reality, we suffer. When we argue with reality, we suffer. So again, coming back to this idea of our thoughts, yes, you're not your thoughts, but even when the thoughts come up, like not arguing with them, not making them wrong, not making, not shaming yourself for having them, not shaming your shame even, right? Just being aware of when they come up, noticing what you're noticing, but also having the tools to not take yourself down these rabbit holes or at least cut down the rabbit holes as they come up. I'm listening to, for the second time, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Yeah, Joe Dispenza. Yes. Yes. And a quote from that book is, warning, when feelings become the means of thinking, or if we cannot think greater than how we feel, we can never change. To change is to think greater than how we feel. To change is to act greater than the familiar feelings of the memorized self. Yes, it's such a good way of putting it, memorized self. You know, one of my friends always says, feelings are not facts, <laughs> right? They're not, the, they're not the truth. They're not always telling you the truth, right? They're just a memorized experience in our nervous system that get fired and wired off the back of these thoughts. And a lot of times if these thoughts are on repeat, right? Then we've memorized, we got a lot of fired and wired memorization going on there. They you know, loop over and over and over. It's, it's a, a great loop. way to put it. Which, yeah. you know, I've heard too, I want your thoughts on this, like feelings, they're part of our, our being. Like yeah. we're going to feel them, but they ride shotgun, not in the driver's seat. Yeah, they are an effect and a symptom of the thoughts that we're thinking. We are creating, like they, they do live downstream, right? There's the circumstance and then there's the thoughts about the circumstance that are causing the feelings. But the other side of it, two things can be true at the same time, right? Like feelings aren't inherently good or bad, right or wrong. They all have a place. So like even when I'm feeling shame, that doesn't mean it's an air quotes negative emotion, right? 
but it's labeled negative. It's just an emotion. It's just an experience that I'm feeling. And that shame can also teach me something. It can- Is it information? It's information. It's data. Yeah. So I think there's, there's so many different, you know, angles to this, but you're right. Now, the question is, is like, are, are they riding shotgun and being like carjacked <laughs> and, the, and somebody else is driving the car or are they riding shotgun and you're mindfully and intentionally like learning how to drive and coming back to the two things can be true at the same time. I can't tell you how many times a client of mine has had just like such miraculous breakthrough in their emotional home, like living in an emotional home of depression, anxiety, sadness, shame, and then just living in again, not like, oh my gosh, I have roses and butterflies, but just like peace and calm and freedom and acceptance and belief in themselves or just like the starts of it, right? And then they have something happen in their life, AKA a circumstance that causes a thought that causes a feeling. And then they come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm back where I started. I thought I was doing so well, but I guess I really have it. And I'm, and one of the things I have to remind them is that just because you are like temporarily regressed or so to speak regressed, doesn't mean that you have regressed. And so that's where it comes back to this. Like you can be on the journey, but also have really crappy thoughts come up for yourself because we're always creating thoughts. We're meaning making machines. And even, you know, I've said this before on the podcast, new level, new devil, that, that quote, Cause like you can, you know, have air quotes, old problems. And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have that problem anymore. But as you're up leveling to the next level of yourself, you're going to create new problems and therefore new beliefs and new feelings and all the things. So when it comes to recognizing the cycle, this loop, simply put, a situation arises, 4th of July. Let's, yes. let's stick let's bring with it that. back. <laughs> We're bringing it back to 4th of July. And then I want you to touch on what do we do when these thoughts pop into our head? Yeah. Like, yes, they're going to happen. Two things can be true. I can still have these thoughts, but hey, what's the, yeah. I don't want to sit with them for too long. And that's one thing too, when you're doing this work, what's really, really, really exciting is you can start to catch how quickly you recover from some stuff. Oh, stuff yeah. that used to spiral me for days. Now I'm like, woo, got over that in 30 minutes. What up? Yeah. Like, and I celebrate it. Yeah. So recognizing the cycle, simply put, a situation arises and we have thoughts about the facts of that situation. Those thoughts trigger feelings. And based on those feelings, we engage in behaviors, which in turn impact the situation, either positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. And the cycle continues. Yeah. You're always creating a result. But what changes the trajectory of it is your is your thoughts, right? right? That changes the trajectory. So, Let's use 4th of July as a situation, even though it's a podcast, some people might be listening in December. Right. (laughs) But whatever it is that's coming up, let's say I'm getting ready for the day, the event, whatever, and thoughts start to come in. And I know everybody's thoughts are all over the map. They could be totally different. And also everybody's aha moment with it all is going to look different because again, we've worked for you, may not work for me at all, but is there sort of a a blanket we could put on this or a starting point from some for some people if they know that they're on the path to healing yeah. and they're confused by some of these thoughts. So when the thoughts come up, what's what's a cool thing to do with them? Yeah, absolutely. And so coming to the the summertime thing, a lot of, you know, body insecurity is a big one for summertime because skimpier clothes and hotter weather and all of that. So a lot of our body insecurities and, you know, the body image stuff tends to come up. So that's a perfect example. But again, just kind of actually coming back to what we talked about a few minutes ago about accepting the reality of what's happening and not sugarcoating it, but just moving through acceptance is really the first step. So I talk about this idea of the the data versus the drama. So the first thing is really just noticing the drama. For me, it, it showed up in, in the drama of, oh my gosh, I, I look fat. 
or I would call myself labels. I'd shame myself. Or, oh my gosh, everybody's going to judge me. What can I, I have nothing to wear. Drama, 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 fill in the blank, right? So noticing the drama, bring yourself back to the data. The data is, I feel uncomfortable in my body right now. The data is, my clothes feel a little bit tight right now. The drama is, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? You're gross, you're disgusting. Do you see the difference? So noticing the drama, bringing yourself back to the data is step one. The data is, and we're not sugarcoating the data, we're just being truth tellers about it. And then the only thing that I invite people to do with it is not turn it into a positive, not fake it till we make it, not sugarcoat it, but move through acceptance, which is accepting what the new truth is. So I don't have to like the data. I don't have to like the fact that my clothes feel tight right now. I don't have to like the fact that I feel like I don't have anything to wear. I don't have to like the fact that I'm feeling shame about my body right now, but this is what's happening. And the sooner I can accept that this is what's happening and just breathe through it, the sooner I can actually go do something about it. Because what that does is it creates a pattern interrupt. It first of all stops the rabbit hole. It makes our brain acknowledge like, oh, I'm creating the feeling because of my thoughts. I'm creating drama. And it causes you to create a new thought, which is just data. And again, we're not painting roses and butterflies on it. We're not saying like, oh, everything in my closet magically fits. But the, the, the thought that I have absolutely nothing to wear, that's drama because you, you could go in a robe. You know what I mean? Like, it's not true. It's not you fully have true. Something. You have something, right? But the data is I feel like I have nothing to wear or my clothes feel tight right now or I don't like how I'm feeling in my body and just start being a truth teller instead of a drama maker to yourself and then moving through acceptance of that truth of but but not sugarcoating it, not having to like it. So again, the go-to I teach my clients is I don't have to like X. I don't have to like the fact that I'm feeling shame right now. I don't have to like the fact that my body feels uncomfortable right now. But the sooner I can accept that this is what's happening, the sooner I can move through it because you have to start with acceptance when you want to shift it, right? And it does create that pattern interrupt to keep you from going down that rabbit hole. And it just like really takes some, it takes it off the boil. And I would say celebrate every time you're aware of the crappy thoughts because yeah. I think there was by decades of my life where crappy thoughts were the norm. Yeah. So I barely even recognized them. That was just the way of living. Right. And so once you get to a point where you can be like, oh, that was a crappy thought. Yeah. I need to redirect. Right. Celebrate that. Absolutely. And it, what it does. Because then you're going to recognize them more and more because your brain totally. loves celebration. Liam yes. taught me that. <laughs> and what you just said of recognizing it, it enables you to hold space so that you can be emotionally available to yourself in those moments rather than ignoring it, numbing it like, you know, pretending it's not there or just taking yourself down a rabbit hole. So when you say, I don't have to like the fact that I'm feeling shame, what that does for your brain is it holds space for the fact that you're feeling shame. And also something that just came to mind, if you're a journaler, maybe if you're not, everybody can make a list. Whatever event it is that you have coming up or whatever party, and maybe, again, maybe it's summer, maybe it's Christmas. But what are you looking forward to about that event? Instead of the, the crappy thoughts that come in and yeah. then spending time with those, I saw this whole thing on anxiety, like if you're flying in an airplane and it's really difficult for you to get on, that the whole time be making a mental note of where you're going, why you're excited to go there, who you're going to see, what it's going to be like, how much fun, you haven't seen this person in so long, and start going through that list of things that you are looking forward yeah. to. Absolutely. That positive anticipation versus negative anticipation is anxiety. Yeah. And you, such a great point. You can literally choose what you want to project. Nice. Okay. Well, you can be on the journey to self-love and self-worth and still have 
really crappy thoughts about yourself. Yeah. And now you know <laughs> about Holden Space Forum. <laughs> uh, Leanne, where can people find you? Absolutely. We talk about a lot of this stuff inside the Stressless Eating webinar. So if you are interested in learning how to you know, really influence your thoughts and heal your self-image through your brain, you can check it all out at stresslesseating.com. And I am at Radio Amy on Instagram, and we'll see you next Saturday for part four. We'll be talking about healing from your disordered eating and having a healthy relationship with food and still loving food, sugar, pleasure, joy, and still having food stuff that you're continually working through. Yeah. All so of three the, things can I, be true at the same I time. Mean, <laughs> part four is getting a little risky with yeah, three things. We're going so, wild. We'll see you for that next Saturday. Bye. Bye. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.